is Caitlin Darcy, owner of Eros Fine Goods, an online sex toy boutique. And this is Caitlin V. Neal, a sex and relationship coach. And this is The Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place, one orgasm at a time. Hi, everybody. This is Caitlin V, and thank you for tuning into the Oral Report. Before we get started today, a quick favor. If you like what you hear so far, would you head over to iTunes and please leave us a glowing review? It really helps more people to see the show, and we'd really like to get our message of sex positivity and pleasure and fun and exploration out there to more people who need to hear it. Thanks. Hi, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. How's it going? Good. It's been so long. So long. We haven't seen each other in like two months. Yeah, that's accurate. I think mm-hmm. it was July, July 29th, and it's yeah. now two full months after that day. That is wild. Dang. I missed you a lot. I know. I missed you too. It's really good to see yeah. you. You look beautiful, by the way. Thank you. I didn't, I told you your eyebrows look amazing, but actually <laughs> your skin looks awesome. That's, your face looks thin. Tan. Your hair is beautiful. Thank you. I just love you. I appreciate it. Um, well... I mean, well, you obviously look beautiful as well. Oh, thank you. I'm drinking a, a little, little water. I'm, I'm actually tan. A little yeah. tan. Yep. Yeah, you're real tan. Like, I'm real, real tan. I'm fake tan. You're real I'm tan. I'm real tan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distinction. Uh, I'm the kind of tan that damages you. <laughs> yeah, but kind of a one in Rome. But it's and nice. we'll, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that in just a second. Let's yeah. start with uh, what's turning you on. So I have officially sold my business, Eros Fine Goods. <laughs> Congratulations. Also bittersweet. Yeah, a little bit. But I still get to um, purchase products and do uh, like parties if I want to. Oh, nice. Which was really the part that I loved the most. And, you know, kind of like interacting with people and and, like parties are fun. So I still get to do that aspect of it. So I kind of got to keep the part that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So that's good. But what's turning me on is uh, last winter. So... Not quite this time, but like in a few months, I'm just preparing really. Um, <laughs> but last winter, I worked two jobs. I was helping a friend um, yeah. do like liquor sales. I had the business, yeah, and I had the podcast. Yeah, so I was like, there was no downtime. Right. Yeah, it was insane. And so this year, now that I have sold the business and I am no longer doing liquor sales, I still have the two jobs, but I've decided that I'm going to enjoy my time to myself. Whoa, a radical idea. I know. Because also, if I'm not super busy, it kind of like makes me anxious and I get a little stressed that I'm not doing enough. And so I have determined that this season, actually maybe like fall into winter, I'm just going to enjoy my mornings. Maybe like do yoga, run errands, cook, nice. listen to podcasts, but like not stress myself out yeah. about what are you doing? Because everyone keeps asking like, so what's next? What's next? I'm like, I don't know. Right. I started a business, which wasn't easy, and I've just sold it. I don't have the next idea yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to chill. Enjoy it. Yeah. And I like the, I mean, self-care. All those mm-hmm. things are things that you previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. Are you doing self-care? Yeah. You cooking, uh-huh. you taking care of your physical body, doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all the things that you really enjoy doing. Yeah. And I love the idea of giving yourself permission yes. to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. It's going to 
Yeah. And also winter is the perfect time to do that, right? Exactly. Like, one of my favorite ideas about winter is that we look at trees as if they're not doing anything uh-huh. during the winter, right? Because uh-huh. they're not so active. They're not so showy. They're not out with their leaves, right? Yeah. But they're not actually dormant. They actually work on their roots all winter long. So you're just like a tree. Like you're just going to work on the I roots. I love that metaphor. Yeah. That's really nice. And you work on the stuff that nobody else can see, which yeah. is yoga, which is cooking, yeah. right? Which is which is the stuff that you do at home for you. Yeah. And those are all things that bring me joy. Mm-hmm. So allowing myself to enjoy it and not feel guilty mm-hmm. about doing that. I'm like, oh, this feels good. Yeah. And root, root down, right? Yeah. Like root into it. going to wear so many sweatpants mm. and be cozy <sighs> all winter long. Side note, I'm looking for the perfect pair of sweatpants right now. Oh. Um, I mean, one of, a friend borrowed my pair last night because we spray tanned. And I was <laughs> like, listen... I have a carefully curated collection of sweatpants, so I'm going <laughs> to need those back. Uh, okay, as soon as we are wrapped uh, recording today, okay. I want your thoughts on that. Because yes. I am in airplanes a lot. And oh, I yeah. Need you need cozy. I need a perfect pair of travel pants mm-hmm. and a perfect pair of like travel sweats. I have a pair in mind, so don't worry. Oh, I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, what's turning you on? Well, speaking of airplanes, I just got back from a retreat in Costa Rica. Sounds fabulous. Which is why Where I'm the real tan, tan right is now. coming from. Um, and it was truly a magical experience. So the first two days were mastermind with other sex coaches. Okay. I got to just be around my peers. We mm-hmm. each had a hot seat. We workshopped. We talked about our businesses. It just... So much of my business and coaching, I feel very, very alone because it's just me in the office talking one-on-one with clients and then sometimes getting mentorship from people. But they're never sex coaches. Like I I don't have a lot of sex coach colleagues until now. Now I have a community. I realize that community is like... Oh, it's key. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like the word of the... It was the word of the summer for me, this community. That's really nice. Yeah. I wish um, that was probably my biggest... Like, not downfall, but thing that I wish was different about the business is I I did feel very Mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. And, like, I went to some, um, like, trade shows and stuff and met a couple people. And, you know, it was like, yeah, reach out if you have any questions. But, you know, I still just kind of felt alone in in the whole thing. So And it's hard when those people are not at the same stage of business. Oh, not at all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, these people... And now, granted, you know, it's great for, like, mentorship. Yeah. But... It's nice to look at someone and go, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Do you? Right. And then like, yeah. And your community is made up of people that are further along the path than you uh-huh. and behind you on mm-hmm. the path. And if you don't have sort of like a balance of those, like I have one person that gives a lot to me. Even mm-hmm. yesterday we spent three hours on Skype kind of nice. going through my next product and what the plan is for me going forward. For free, like they're you know they don't awesome. they're my friend, they're a mentor. Yeah, and I said, you know, what can I give back to you? And I'm there for emotional support. I help him to sort through what he's facing internally, mm-hmm. and that's really great. I'm not a therapist, but I, I'm a coach. I can sit with somebody in their pain and in their trauma. Mm-hmm. But what I've taken to doing is giving an equal amount or mm-hmm. a comparable amount of time mm-hmm. and energy to someone else who's just starting their coaching practice. Nice. So instead of trying to pay it back. To him directly, I like think about Paid how I can pay it into the community. Else. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's awesome. It feels really good. Yeah, finally, finally, really locked into that, and I have people I can ask advice from. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. But also, I feel very, almost like, validated when I can help somebody else. Yes, feels good. Well, because then it, it reminds you, like, hey, I do know yeah. some stuff. Like, I do actually have some things to offer, and it's that's a good feeling. So yeah. kind of like 
makes you feel a little bit more confident in yourself. And helps you to see where you've come from. Exactly. Because I'm like, wow, four years ago, I didn't know any of this right. stuff. I, yeah. I couldn't have answered any of these questions. Yeah. And I often am looking at myself going, why am I not further? Mm-hmm. Instead of those times where I get to celebrate Of where course, because we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to be able to look back and be like, oh... Look, I, I, I knew something. I helped someone. Like, yeah. good. I've made it really far in, my, yeah. in the past several years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nice work, self. So, okay. So now kind of like piggybacking off of the Costa Rica trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I want to I wanna learn about some things that you that you learned. Yeah. So the other half of the Costa Rica trip was mm-hmm. actually our subject for our episode today, mm-hmm. which is the erotic blueprints. So was this all one program? So the coach mastermind was two days, and Uh then our partners and new people Uh and people that were not coaches came in, Uh and then this group of like 20 of us went through the rest of the retreat, which was on the erotic blueprints. Very cool. Okay. And so the erotic blueprints come from one of my teachers and mentors and Uh the person who I just got certified in. I haven't been able to talk about these because I wasn't certified to speak about them yet. Yeah. So even though I've been doing this course for like a year now, yeah, I've been doing it for literally a year. It was last October. And... And I, I was not really, I didn't feel capable or confident uh-huh. to talk about them for a while. But now yeah. I'm a certified erotic blueprint coach. Yay. Hooray. Congratulations. And the creator of that, her name is Jaya. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a well-known sex goddess, I think. Mm-hmm. Like she, um, she has been a tantra educator and she's got so much information out on the world um like dvds online courses but like she's most well known and most established for creating this it's almost like a sexual personality type nice um the erotic blueprints and why i think this is so cool is that often we focus on or when we have a problem with sex we're like it's got to come down to techniques. Like, I'm not yeah. doing it right. Yeah. Right? Or maybe it's like, oh, it's just not the right position. How uh-huh. many people are obsessed with getting the right position? It's a, it's a thing. I mean, look at our Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. 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 But often it doesn't come down to a position. It's like you two are speaking two different languages. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what position you're in. If you're talking French and I'm talking Spanish, we don't understand each other's needs. Right. And the blueprints actually give a, a, a sort of map or like a translator mm-hmm. that you can use to understand your partner's needs. Very cool. Yeah. And so I figured today let's just get into each of the five blueprints. Yeah. And absolutely. we'll share... From our own experiences, yes. like, as we always, as do. we always, as the is the best part of mm-hmm. doing this podcast, of course. Finally, <laughs> finally, all those slutty, awesome things I have done being useful for of other course. people. Yes, <laughs> it's in the name of teaching. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did all of that for science and education. I mean, I did, I did, <laughs> and now I have some trauma to heal. <laughs> and talking about it helps. True. No, just kidding. We don't talk about. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe it'll come up. Um, Okay, so there's five blueprints. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them to you in the order that we do them, usually when we teach them, because this isn't necessarily going to be the order for all people, but it's probably the most universally safe place to start. Okay. Right? Um, So the first blueprint is the energetic blueprint. Okay. And this is, so energetic um, erotic blueprint is someone who needs a lot of space between they need light touch 
or no touch at all okay. at first. They okay. need like a slow build up flirtation, right? Yeah. They sort of need air to fan the flames of their fire. So does everybody experience all five blueprints? Oh, that's a good question. So technically everyone can experience all okay. five blueprints. Just like you can learn five different languages. I was going to say, is, or like, is this kind of like the languages of love where it's like certain things like speak to people more right, so like than gift others. giving is yeah. more important to me but words of affirmation is more important right to you. it's similar to the five love languages uh-huh. in that you're probably gonna have one that you're really developed in okay right but usually when it comes to the erotic blueprints we're most familiar giving in the one that we most easily receive okay because we're like of course this turns you on this yeah. turns me on yeah that so for sense. the example of energetic People that are energetically wired, uh-huh. they need a lot of sort of indirect touch. Like you can't go directly for their genitals. Mm-hmm. They need to feel your presence. They need to feel that you're sort of energetically engaged with them. They need sort of, again, like the space between. They, they need to have the opportunity to like have a slow buildup, increasing yeah. amounts of touch. So like the greatest way that I can, exa- the best example I can give is if you take your arm mm-hmm. and take your fingers on your other hand mm-hmm. and just sort of hover one hand over the yeah. other. Yeah. And so you sort of become aware that your hand is hovering over your arm. Right. So even if you close your eyes, like you kind of bounce your hand up and down until inevitably your arm becomes aware that there's a hand over it. You can like literally feel your own energy. Yeah, that's wild. And some people can't feel their energy, right? Yeah. Some people that's just not wired in for them, so they uh-huh. have to learn how to do it, and that's possible. So imagine then that you move from just being able to feel your own presence to just like light fingertip mm-hmm. touch on your arm, like really light, feather light touch. That's like an energetic touch. Okay. Right? So if someone is energetically wired and that's their primary blueprint, and I go to seduce them and I just reach straight full hand for their genitals and like grab them and squeeze them, uh-huh. it risks short-circuiting them. It's yeah. too much information all at once. Right. And they can actually close down to having oh, sex or being sexual sure. at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen to you where yeah. someone just went straight to the punchline way too fast yeah. and you're like, and you're like, oh, I can't even Ugh. get sexual now. I'm yeah. so turned off. Yeah. Because your mind instantly, especially if like there wasn't a lot of buildup right. whatsoever. Right. You know, I mean, you can usually tell if you're about to hook up with somebody, but if someone just goes straight for it, you're like, right. whoa, like I thought we might be hooking up, but like I didn't know what was going to happen right here, right now. Right. Like, Need to. Or have you ever had a partner that you tried to sort of give them the slow approach and they got bored with it? Mm-hmm. They're like, why are we touching each other? Let's just fucking suck. Mm-hmm. That person's not very energetically wired. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can learn to become more energetically Absolutely. wired. And if you're interested in doing that, I highly recommend that you look into tantra and tantric sex. Okay. Um, or tantric practices, yeah. right? Because that can include like eye gazing, being present with another person. Right. Like, moving energy between two people. That can start to sensitize you. Yeah. Or you can go do something like... For me, network spinal care, my, the chiropractor that I, yes. the kind of chiropractic mm-hmm. that I go to, has helped me to get in touch with my own energy. Um, so much so that when I was in Costa Rica, I was able to have like a purely energetic orgasm. That's insane. It was as pleasurable as any orgasm I've like, ever no had. With like no touching. No touching. Just now I was being touched up until the point. 
Okay. And then everyone took their, like, there was hands off. And I literally, I'm on a massage table, so you have to imagine. I'm gripping, I, I, I can't even truly remember this all the way because yeah. it was so, I was so lost in the pleasure of it. Wow. But Joshua, my husband, said, I didn't even know that you had the muscles to do that. I was back full arched, gripping the sides of the massage table, oh, legs spread in a V, screaming, no hands on me. Wow. That's insane. It was amazing. It was like, I mean, it was among the best orgasms I've ever had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you texted me. <laughs> you're, you're like, I had the most incredible orgasm. I Yeah. I just, so I, so anyways, I think the reason that I was able to tap into that mm-hmm. amongst, I'm just sort of an energetically sensitive person. I'm really sensitive to whether yeah. my partner's present. I do feel like an antenna, like I can pick up other people's emotions. Yeah. I'm sort of, and that can make me feel quite raw. Right. That's part of the thing that makes you a good coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Is being able to pick up on that. Yeah. And I the the upside of that Mm -hmm. is that when someone's like bringing erotic energy to me that feels that I want, that's Mm -hmm. desirable, that's like bringing more, increasing my own erotic energy, it feels like, boom, amazing amount of pleasure available. Yeah. So if you're following along in order, like this is a great place to start with your partner. Get present with them, look into their eyes and like light touches. Yeah helpful in in creating that like energetic connection okay right nice um and obviously like we're giving a little bit of the how-to i'm giving a little bit of the how-to but i want to encourage everybody that's like interested in this to actually dive into them a lot deeper because this is just the very surface level hopefully we're just like getting you interested in it um okay ready to move on to the second blueprint Mm -hmm. so the second blueprint is sensual Okay. And these are people that are really aroused in the senses. They also have an amazing capacity for pleasure. Okay. Right? So think massage. Uh-huh. Again, not a direct genital touch, more right. like moving hands over the body. But instead of that light fingertip touch, uh-huh. think more like firm hands, yeah. massage-like touch, flat hand, full palm okay. touch, right? These people also are really sensitive to the environment because they're okay. senses, right? Yeah. So if things don't look right, like there's a pile of clothing on the floor, that can really get under their skin. Oh my if God. the pillows are messed up, <laughs> oh, I think we found a sensual, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And one of the girls from work always talks about how like Libras love things to be like very beautiful uh-huh. and, and that speaks to me oh my gosh i wonder yeah i wonder if there's a lot of libra sensuals out there yeah probably it's like i just i like visually i I like things to be nice and neat and Uh like candles and things to smell good and things to feel good like that's why i love like sweatpants and Uh stuff because i love being cozy and like Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that and and like cozy luxury Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so even things like music this, mm-hmm. and, and then the downside, the dark side, is that these people can be very uh, shadowy about those senses. So, like, yeah. fear that your body smells. Fear oh. that you're taking too long to reach orgasm. I don't. Fear that <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the shadow. Then you just have the light side. Yeah. Um, fear that, uh, or rather, like, for these people, sometimes orgasm can be elusive. So if you ever find yourself, like, right in the edge of orgasm and then you get all up in your head and it's gone. No, that, that can be indication either. of a sensual. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I think I take the good things away from that, but not the. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And if you do, by the way, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh God, I have all of that shadow," like, good news is you can heal it. Now you have a you have a, literally a blueprint for your own healing. Yeah. You can dive into. So okay, you're aware what needs to be... of when things are getting shadowy. Yes, exactly. Because if you're just being a victim of that shadow, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I don't know why orgasm is always elusive, or why I'm always worried about 
having a funky pussy, even right. though I know I don't. Yeah. Right? Like, I have that. I for funky sure have pussy. that. Funky pussy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. What if, it, what if I don't smell like peaches today? You know? Oh, I mean, I had somebody new go down on me recently, and it Congrats. briefly, thank you, it briefly, f- like, flitted through my mind where I was like, hmm, should have showered. And then I was like, nah, oh, well. Didn't, though. Oh, well. Oh Here God. we are. Um, by the way, I heard about a menstrual cup that you can have sex during really your period and, and have it doesn't menstrual like cup spill in, all and over it doesn't. The place? That's what they said. They said you should put a new one in oh, right okay. before like a you have one. sex. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy to me because as a proud diva cup user, mm-hmm. you could never have sex on the diva cup. This is a uh, disposable cup. Oh. I'm I will report back on that one. Okay. Um yeah. follow up on that. I'm curious about that. I know. I'm like I'm I'm ready to buy them just to find out. Well, I mean there's only so much room up there. Well, they said it's sort of like the Nuvering. Oh. But it's big. This thing is way bigger than a Nuvering. It looks like one of those Livestrong bracelets. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. But they're like, "Yeah, no, this is definitely one of the benefits of this." Does cup. the ring just soak up? the blood or no, does it's it actually a catch in a cup? plus a cup. Oh, okay. But it's like a, a loose, a a, soft like as cup? opposed to the Diva cup, which is sort of stiff. Yeah. This is more like a cellophane. Okay. I don't know if it sounds like cellophane. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to see how this works. Yeah. But essential, I think, you know, that could be a thing for you if you're mm-hmm. essentially sensitive, like period sex, which I just did YouTube video on, so it's been on my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. And the thought of like, having blood on you right that might drive some sen- some again. sensuals crazy it doesn't bother me either does- again doesn't bother me at all but i think men are more sensually sensitive i think men also often have sensual shadow but they don't know that they do yeah yeah that's interesting yeah hmm. i think a lot of times like period sex guys can be like all for it but then like once there's actually blood they're like oh right when uh. rubber hits the road <laughs> somehow it's not that and i'm like sexy. who cares right don't look. Don't put the good sheets down. No. Throw a towel down. Mm-hmm. Or, or invest in a fancy liberator throw. Yeah. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Or have sex in the shower. A shower sex is already among my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Just washes right away. Right? You don't even have to know. Mm-hmm. Do still use STI protection, though. Yeah. Because now you've got extra fluids. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the blueprints. Okay. So... Sensual. For me, I'm definitely connected to my sensual. Uh-huh. Like, I love to start sex with, like, a long massage over oh, the that's whole great. body yeah. before getting to the genitals. Yeah. Like, I like that. I enjoy Do you like that. to be given or you like to give? Both. Okay. Both. And I, re- I really can, like, just enjoy pleasure for a long period of time. Yeah. Like, sensuals can, their sort of superpower is that they can just stay in pleasure and yeah. like keep receiving pleasure, keep giving pleasure. Like, you know, when they're when they're in their superpower, when they're in mm-hmm. their power, sex with them can be like a full body sensory experience. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. should say something about energetics, like myself, they can have orgasms. Like people that are energetic can have orgasms outside of their genitals and orgasms without touch. Yeah. And the same is true of sensuals. Like you okay. can have an orgasm without having your genitals directly stimulated. That makes sense to me because I have had orgasms without actual like genital mm-hmm. touch mm-hmm. Right. yeah like, I might I will say coming back from Costa Rica my definition of what sex is has exploded oh that's and awesome. my definition of like what boundaries are has also gotten way really? stronger too yeah okay. which I already had pretty good boundaries we could talk about that at the okay. end yeah okay next blueprint is sexual okay so this is what we mostly see in our culture mm-hmm. we see orgasms, genitals, cock, pussy, XXX, porn, Mm -hmm. like direct, simple sex is like the superpower of the sexual. Uh But the shadow side is that everything else can feel like too complicated. 
Okay. Right? So think back to that example of some uh, your partner that just goes straight for your yeah. pussy and is yeah. like, come on, like, why aren't you in the mood? Yeah. Uh, the, and you might be like, I need like 10 minutes of massaging followed mm-hmm. by six minutes of eye gazing. And they might say to you, like, that's why. Why do you need that? Yeah. Why do you have to make sex so complicated? Mm. I've gotten a lot of this okay. from partners in the past. Okay. Why can't sex just be sex? Sex. Why can't it just why be can't we just fuck? Yeah. Why can't we just fuck? Come on. Because that doesn't turn me on. Right. Because you're not actually talking to me in my language. Yeah. And I think a lot of them, since I work with men, uh-huh. I think a lot of them, this is where they're getting tripped up. They have a sexual blueprint uh-huh. or they or they don't have a sexual blueprint, but they're yeah. trying to because yeah. that's all they've ever been taught. Right. So they're trying to have sex in the sexual blueprint and they are going the most direct, most simple route or they get super focused on hardness, okay. super focused on orgasms uh-huh. for her and him or her and her and him and him, whatever, mm-hmm. or them. They are super focused on like the performance of the genitals and the quality of the orgasm and they miss all of the things that are actually really magical about sex that have nothing to do with those right. but also lay the foundation for great sex. I think also it's the buildup and stuff that really strengthens relationships. Because if you're able to share these things with somebody else, like it's not just fucking, it's not just like, mm-hmm. you know, the raw animalistic. Right. It's taking time to get to know somebody in a really deep, intimate way. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And raw fucking straight to it sex can be great too. Yeah, of course. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It just, it's not the only kind of sex you can have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Important to note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like now, of course, there's some relationships where it is just going to be fucking, but. I won't expect you to have a deep emotional connection with that person. Right. You know, that's probably like fuck buddy territory. Right. Or like one quickie mm-hmm. or one night stand territory. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, if you're having a one night stand and you're able to speak to your lover in all of these blueprints, that could be like the best sex you ever had. Like yeah. one night stands don't have to suck. Oh, no. One night stands can be a lot of fun. Yeah. If I think if you, I've, and we've talked about this before, but you know, you kind of approach it as like the no holds bar. Like... Let's fucking go for it. Yeah. I may never see you again. So right. why are Which you? Is, there's no judgment. Even more reason to speak to them in all the blueprints instead of just go yeah. for the simplest one. Yeah. Like, speak the full range with yeah. this person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's sexual. And then the fourth is kink. Okay. So kink is wide. It's actually way larger than like what you or I might think of when we yeah. hear the word kink. So there's psychological. Pretty expansive. Kink, which yeah. might be like playing psychological games could be even like role playing okay um could be like playing in dub sub- dominant submissive territory which doesn't require any physical any no. aspect of it to be physical right no um and could a lot be even of it, like a lot of times there is no right. physical or there's no like sexual aspect aspects yeah. to the yeah dom and sub yeah and mm-hmm. and psychological kink might be like Texting your partner and saying something like, you're a dirty girl and I'm going to devour you when you when I get home. Like, it doesn't right, have yeah. to be um, elaborate, yeah. right? Um, and there is physical kink. So that would be, like, pain for pleasure yeah. or dom-sub that includes a physical side of things. Uh-huh. Like, people that are into just spanking, right? It doesn't have to be something where you buy a lot of toys and you've got a cat of nine tails that was handmade for you and has your thing carved into it. And I've met plenty of people that do have that, and it's amazing. Yeah. But if you just enjoy, like, scratching and being bit a little, and bit biting can be sensual, too, I should say. Yeah. Um, 
But if you enjoy getting a good spanking or mm-hmm. like, you know, experiencing things that are taboo, that's right. the universal qualifier for what is kink and what isn't is it's considered taboo. So things that are considered taboo for you might not be considered taboo for me. Right. Therefore, something that gets you off might not get me off. Right. For example, like having sex in semi-public. Mm-hmm. That could be really taboo. Yeah. For a lot of people, it is. I think that's why it's so exciting. Yeah. Right? And it's illegal and you shouldn't do it. We're not we're not saying you should. But if you do, yeah. it might be because it's a little kinky. Yeah. But if you are not, if it doesn't feel taboo at all to you to be having sex in yeah. public, then it's not kinky. Or like yeah. if, if spanking is really taboo for you or if having sex in doggy style is really taboo because you grew up in a very conservative religious household, then doggy style could be kink to you. Yeah. So it's like, it's all subjective. It's totally subjective. Yeah, what's kink to me might be more of like a sensual turn on for somebody else. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when people think kink, they think like, you know, masks and ball gags and, you know, like dungeons. Right. But it's like, no. No. It requires it, a lot of gear and black leather. Yeah. You have to go somewhere. Not necessarily. Not at all. And kink in itself, if you're playing with a dom or a sub or something, can include all the other blueprints. You can do like energetic kink that like, yeah. I'm going to devour you, right? That space in between and the flirtation about kink and being dark in that mm-hmm. way. Or it can be sensual because some of the things that are involved in kink play, like ropes, like mm-hmm. leather, those are sensual experiences. Like you can touch those, you can smell those, right? Yeah. Kink can be sexual. It can be yeah. genital focused, right? Or it can just be kink. Yeah. And it can just be playing in the taboo or playing with power or playing with sensation, you know, playing with, yeah. the, with pleasure as pain. For sure. Yeah. It's really rich. Interesting. Okay. So that is the four major uh, types, but there's there a fifth. Yeah. There are five. Yeah. So yeah. the fifth one is shapeshifter. Okay. So this one is a combination of all the other four. And this is a distinct type because there are people that are shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to have the superpowers of each of those four blueprints, huh. but they also have the ability to have all of the shadows oh. for all of those four blueprints. So they can be stuck in like a very shadowy. So I feel like shadows is another term for like hangups. Yeah, the downside. You know, kind of like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm hung up on this. This mm-hmm. is not letting uh, letting me, like, achieve pleasure or whatever. It's right. because I'm too hung up on this. Right, so, like, and that's it what exists the shadows in are. the shadow, in the darkness. Like, yeah. You don't necessarily see it or know it, but it's Got behind it. you. Okay. Right, like, it's with you. Your shadow is with you yeah. unless you work to actually shine light on it. Got yeah. it. So I, the reason that I was called to work with the blueprints is because I didn't realize that I was a shapeshifter. Interesting. Like, I've always just thought that I had a big sexual appetite uh-huh. and that I couldn't ever get fulfilled. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So shapeshifters often shift into the shape of their partner. So huh. if I was with a sexual partner, I'd, my sexual side would come out. If I was with a sensual partner, Your that sensual side. side comes out. Yep. And so, but I have all four, and they were not constantly getting fed. The yeah. needs were not getting met, even from you know early on when I first discovered sexuality. Yeah. And so when I first discovered these blueprints, I was full of rage. I really? I unlocked an angry part of me from like 16 years old. I believe that's what it felt like, and it didn't go away for like actually months. To be honest with you, really? I felt enraged for a while because. Wait, when was this? How long ago? October of last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I felt. I feel like I remember this. We were. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, we. This was like it. when we started working together. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. and I was I wasn't angry constantly, but whenever I thought about sex and relationships, I would get. Mm-hmm. angry hmm. and that was uh, you know anger is usually the symptom of another emotion yeah and i think this it was 
really just sadness. And it was all of the iterations of me that had ever had sex with anyone that felt fulfilled or felt like I was too much. I was too much. You're too much in bed. I can't please you. I can't give you what you need. I can't speak all your languages. And like you get told that for over a decade by a lot of different people that you care very deeply about, deeply enough to have sex with, and you can start to believe it. At least I did. I believed it. I believed that I was legitimately too much and that my needs could never be met. And then I went to one of the events with Jaya, and she was like, shapeshifter is like, you can't have it all. All your needs can get met. And I was like, you lie. (laughs) Like, I've been trying. (laughs) And I needed a framework, and I needed a partner. In addition, it was really helpful, I should say, to have a partner that was also willing to play in the framework. Yeah. Right? And I'm not one, let me be perfectly clear, I don't usually believe in anything that can be dissected into five bits. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love the chakra system. I love the five love languages. I love the six human needs. Mm-hmm. But I, I always believe that there's room for more. Yeah. And I was hesitant to, like, sign up for something that says my sexuality can be put into five different pieces. Absolutely. And I would not be sitting here today having this conversation and wanting the people that are going to hear it, like, to hear it mm-hmm. if I didn't see the true power in speaking these languages in actually having these maps and having this blueprint. Interesting. It's so it's been very transformative in my relationship, yeah. which was already a very happy, sexually fulfilling relationship. Right. So I know that for people that are not having sexually fulfilled relationships, this is one way yeah. of many, but this is an easy route to getting there. Interesting. Yeah. That's very cool. Do you want to talk a little bit about boundaries and container and the other yeah. stuff? Yeah. I'm very interested to hear about like what you, how you said like you have like a new context for boundaries or? Yeah. So I... One of my problems, I will say, my greatest challenge when it comes to sex, and remember, I spend a lot of time thinking about what my problems are with sex. Mm-hmm. So, take that with the take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but I I would not feel safe that my boundary, my container, my desires, my no was going to mm-hmm. be respected in a sexual scenario. Absolutely. So often I would stop sex mm-hmm. from happening or I would stop like a wider definition of sex. Like I would stop at flirtation. Right. I wouldn't let somebody like touch me even on my shoulders or I wouldn't go there right. because I was afraid that if I even let them massage my shoulders, I have to end up fucking being penetrated Exactly. Later, no, no, right? no. I feel the same way. Right. Yeah. Like, it just, it feels like you can't, there's momentum or something in right. you, and you're going to get wrapped up in it and or swept away. And then it causes anxiety. Yep. Because then you're like, ooh, this is going to lead to sex, and I right. don't want it to. I don't want to have sex with you, and so now you're rubbing my shoulders, and right. I'm stiff, and I'm feeling yes. uncomfortable, yeah, and I'm taken out of my body entirely instead of being able to just accept a friggin' shoulder rub. Yeah. 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 So that's been me. But so for... how do you then, like, deal with that i mean so what i what i had the opportunity to do was set a really solid container uh-huh. before anything happened okay and so so that was great to do in this space but i will say that it's carried beyond the space but i think it's really powerful to have that so when i say container i mean like when we enter into a scenario where we're going to have sex or we're going to be intimate or we're, even if we're just like doing a workshop yeah right the container is confidentiality okay it's like we're not going to talk about what we're doing here um, care, taking care of me, taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I can trust that you're going to take care of yourself. And so that if something is uncomfortable for you, you're going to speak up yeah. and that both of us are going to take care of the space around us. We're not going to be abusive to wherever we are. Is this something that you have discussed prior to 
beginning, I guess, with the other partner? Yeah, right. Okay. So this would be like, okay, so it's pretty clear to me that we're going to have sex. Like, let's set a container. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to have all these aspects in it, but these yeah. are some that you could consider. Okay. Um, another would be consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, like, being agreeing to be conscious of what's happening. Like, if you find yourself disassociating or not being present anymore, mm-hmm. you're not being conscious. So, like, call yourself back into the room. Figure out what you need to do to return to being conscious in this space. Okay. And then, like, conscious of ourself. Conscious of, like, am I taking up too much space? Am yeah. I being too demanding? Am I listening yeah. to this person? Am I hearing their needs? Like, being conscious of what you're bringing with you, your own baggage. And consciousness could be a really big part of this conversation. Um, and then consent, like, which is really, really, really important. And this is the most important part is like, can I say to a new sexual partner? And this is hard, by the way. I like if you're if you're not sober, mm-hmm. you know, how much of sex happens after a lot of drinking? Yeah. And it's really hard to say to someone, OK, I consent to. Vaginal penetration only with a condom. I consent to oral sex without any kind of barrier on both of us. Yeah. Um, I consent to lots of making out. I do not consent to you touching my feet. I do not consent to you binding my hands or holding my hands yeah. down. I don't consent to you pulling my hair. Um, I do consent to you biting me or leaving some teeth marks. I yeah. do consent to you spanking me. Like, we are often not having that level of conversation. Oh, and no. so something traumatic happens and we don't say anything because we're like, like, oh, I don't want to upset them. But I really don't like my nipples touched that way. Yeah. But I don't want to, like, they'll probably stop in a minute. That's what I always do. Is Oh, it's probably just another minute, which is, like, the same thing I say to myself at the dentist. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't want to bring that into sex. Yeah. Like, so, so we don't speak up. We don't speak our boundaries in advance. We don't speak them when they're being kind of pushed against during a sexual encounter yeah. and that 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 wears away on our ability to like accept that back massage without thinking that we're going to have to have sex now you're t- are you talking about accepting a back massage like from a partner so or from, from a anyone. stranger so now in my life uh-huh. i could if someone went to give me a back massage i feel i feel safe that i could turn around to them and say hey I do accept this back massage. I consent. You should have asked me first. But I do consent. Yeah, don't touch me. I do me. want it. And I know for myself where my boundaries are. And yeah. so I know that I can accept a back massage because if they start to touch my breasts or something, I would be able to say, no, I don't consent to that. Thanks, but no thanks. And we need to stop. Nice. Like learning about how to protect that boundary for yourself. And again, I've been pretty good at this, uh-huh. but I recognized there that the experience of having set a boundary and having it be respected yeah. was so powerful in healing all the times where it hadn't been. Well, I feel like setting boundaries is something that like is kind of like a lifelong journey that you just have to go on because it's mm-hmm. a learned behavior. Yeah. Like we were not taught how to set boundaries sure. as like a staple of growing up. Right. That's, it's not a destination. I no. Think. There's no point where you've arrived at yeah. boundary setting. And I think there needs to be a lot more respect around mm-hmm. learning how to set boundaries and then people accepting boundaries. Yeah. I think we are kind of moving into a space just like culturally now where it's people are, are becoming a little bit more aware of that and like respecting mm-hmm. it. Right. You know? Right. And it's it's taking some time for people to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fear around, well, if we figure that out, is that going to ruin the spontaneity of sex? And I will tell you that having a pre-sexed conversation yeah. about what we do and do not want only makes sex better. Better. Yeah. It yeah. never, ever, ever will make sex worse to know what your partner likes and what they don't like. Yeah. Never. 
No. No. And the cool thing is, as I've come to realize this, is that when you enter into that space and you're totally sober-minded yeah. and you can trust that the person, and trust is a big part of setting boundaries, because yeah. if someone breaks your boundaries, that it dissolves trust with them, mm-hmm. You that's going to ruin that encounter and potentially the whole relationship, yeah. right? Yeah, you've got other things to worry about if, right. if they can't respect that. Right, and you can't really give yourself over to experiencing pleasure if you're worried that that person's going to not respect your boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Right, and Absolutely. like having the sober... Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I mm-hmm. want to experience. And how many of us have an idea, maybe a foggy idea, of what we want from sex? Yeah. I think you need to like sit down and really think about it. Yeah. yeah. And be able to ask for it. It would feel so good to me if you would just hold one hand still over my vulva and let me grind into it while you whisper about how beautiful I am in my ear. Like, that would turn me on sounds, the most right That sounds now. kind of enjoyable. Right? Does that sound great? But have you ever thought to ask for it? No. no. Because it doesn't feel like it's in the... It doesn't feel like that's on the menu. Yeah. Until you realize that there's no menu. Mm. You can come up with the entire menu. There's no, like, preset courses right. that are available for you to eat. It's just everything. Yeah. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's pretty funny. Um, sorry. I'm laughing because there's... Somebody just started talking on the other side of our studio door <laughs> and making, banging pa- pots around. I know. You oh. know what's funny is I just realized this is the first time in the year that we've recorded that it's been raining out. No, yes. it's rained before. This is the first thunder we've ever had. Keep talking for a minute. Yeah. Um, this is all very interesting. And I'm happy that we, I now understand these erotic blueprints and that you can now speak to them more and that you feel more of like, an expert with them. Yeah, I hope that like, everyone here is able to. Well, we can put in the show notes a link where you can take the erotic blueprint quiz. Oh, I want to do that for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. it will actually give you a result. Uh-huh. And if you want to send your results, take a screen cap of all five percentages uh-huh. and send those in an email to us. Yeah. And that way we'll know what our listeners are, what your blueprints are. That's I just, exciting. I just want to know. And then if you're interested in learning more about erotic blueprints, mm-hmm. erotic blueprint coaching you can get in touch with me caitlin v mm-hmm. um, at bettersexcoach.com you can fill out my contact form there and i'll either link you up with the full course or help you to find an erotic blueprint coach that is the right fit for you nice excellent so should we make our announcement yeah let's go ahead and tell them the, the right. bittersweet news so we are using this episode to conclude season two that's right folks yeah so we are gonna not record anymore. No more um, season two. We're close. Yes. We're capping it off. Season two is coming to a close. Yes, we had a good. We had a good season. We had a great run. Yeah, yeah. We really yeah, did. So we had like right over a year's worth of of recording mm-hmm. and meetings. We talked about so All much stuff. stuff. We shared yeah. so many personal experiences. Yeah. and I have to say that each of us grew a lot. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've been honored to share that experience. Like, Thank you so much to everyone that's been a part of this journey, that's been tuning in and tapping and listening. And actually, like so many of you have ever, the the people that have commented to me that they've been listening, like you really listen. Yeah. And And it means a lot. It means a lot lot. to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for sweet. So thank you. Thank you for your listenership. Um, But yeah, we had season one. Now we had season two. So we are not 100% sure what our journey is going to be, if we will pick up season three or, 
you know, we'll see. Yeah. So You'll have don't, to stay subscribed. Yes. So stay stay subscribed so that way, you know, if we decide to start recording again, you'll be first to know. Yep. And if you want to keep in touch with us, yeah. we'll still have our email address. Yeah. At the oral report podcast at gmail.com. So that is going to remain active. You can always reach out there um, and we will respond. Yep. And then you can find Caitlin at bettersexcoach.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Love you. you. Miss you already. Thanks for listening to The Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Oral Report. And email us at theoralreportpodcast at gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.